Hello, boss, and welcome back to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. I am really looking forward to sharing today's episode with you. I am joined by special guest Sylvie Vite, who is the business owner and creative lead for Foster Creative and Co. I worked with Sylvie recently on my brand and website refresh. And in this conversation, we go a little bit behind the scenes of what that process looked like for me, why I did it, what we did to get to where we got to, and all the nitty gritty. The reason why I wanted to share this conversation with you is because this is such a common thing for business owners in the messy middle to go through. When we first start our business, very often we're DIYing our branding as well as our website and all the things. And for me personally, and I share this in the conversation, I felt like my brand had evolved so much, but the aesthetic hadn't quite caught up. So that's really the motivation behind my brand refresh, and it might be different for you. But nonetheless, I'm sure you'll get a lot out of this conversation just by listening to what my experience was like. So are you ready? Let's go. You're listening to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Christy Robinson, your host. I'm here to advocate for you, the business owner who's knee deep in the messy middle. If you're tired of feeling stretched, overworked and overwhelmed, you're in the right place. My goal is to help you streamline, systemize and create a strategy that enables you to step from stressed out worker to the boss of your business. Now let's dive into today's episode. Sylvie, thank you so much for joining us on the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. I am so excited to dive into today's conversation. We are going behind the scenes on my brand refresh and just talking about the process overall. And I'm really excited to help our boss who's tuning into the episode today for ways that they can look to uplevel their brand strategy. Oh, thanks for having me. Amazing. So yeah, as I just mentioned a moment ago, I went through my own brand refresh with my own brand and I knew that there was one person who I wanted to do the job and that was you. <laughs> and so I'm curious to know, is this something that does typically happen at this stage of business in the messy middle stage of business where people go and up-level their brand or do a brand refresh like what I did? Yeah, definitely um, something that I see a lot in that sort of messy middle phase. I think a lot of business owners might have started out with a DIY brand and for service-based businesses, I actually think that can often be a good place to start. Like there's nothing wrong with, you know, jumping on Fiverr if that's what you need to do to get the ball rolling. But just as a side note, like I think for e-commerce businesses, it's a bit different because it's such a saturated marketplace for them and you know, until you build a reputation for your product, your brand is everything. So I would recommend having their branded sorted from the start. But for service-based businesses that have DIY'd, that can often serve them well for sort of like the first three to five years. And then they'll find that they're outgrowing their branding at that point. Yeah, I think that was definitely the case for me. I had DIY'd everything up until that point. And there were definitely aspects that I loved and didn't love. We'll touch on that in a moment. But you mentioned obviously e-com really should have that really strong, solid branding from the get-go. But for our service-based business owner, who is at that stage of looking to go through something similar to what I did, what would be some signs for them that it is time to up-level their branding? 
Yeah, I mean, there's a few ways you can know if you're sort of outgrowing your brand, but definitely if you get to a point where you're no longer proud of your brand, perhaps you hesitate to send people to your website or it's not converting, then you know it could be your branding holding your business back. Another really common reason that clients come to me is that their audience is evolving. So perhaps their business is growing faster than they expected and they're getting bigger clients and working with more established businesses then you kind of know you need to meet them where they are in terms of branding and professionalism. And then also on the other hand, if you want to evolve or change your client base or shift the direction of your business in any way, that's a good point to consider a rebrand as well. So yeah, there's lots of reasons why you might rebrand, but one of the main ones is just not feeling aligned with your branding anymore, feeling like you've outgrown it and maybe like you're not putting your best foot forward. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that last point around it didn't feel aligned to the future of the brand for me. And it definitely served a purpose in those early years, as you say, DIYing it, getting it going, building, you know, the brand behind the aesthetic, I suppose, was quite important to me. But then I felt like the aesthetic no longer matched the brand, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think Yours was a bit different because, yeah, you have put a lot of work into that sort of brand foundations. Often people will come to me and not have that side of it either at that point. So, yeah, that's where they kind of need to invest in brand strategy as well as the sort of brand refresh on the visual side. Yeah, absolutely. One other thing that you mentioned before was that it wasn't really meeting the ideal client where it's at. And I think that that's something that often happens for business owners in the messy middle. When you start your business, you're sort of working with all different types of clients. But then as you become more established and and you really get a good grasp of who you serve and what that ideal client really truly looks like, at that point, investing in your branding is so important because, you know, DIYing is something that just gets it off the ground. But really meeting that person where it's at, that only really comes with a few years under your belt, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. You've got more knowledge about who you want to work with and who your ideal client is. And sometimes right at the start might not be the point to create that solid brand because you don't have that knowledge yet and you're just testing the waters. So yeah, it's definitely good to have that experience to know who your ideal client is and then you can sort of target your branding to meet that. Yeah. And I think that this question kind of piggybacks off some of the things that you you maybe mentioned a moment ago is, but what do you see the benefits for up-leveling your brand aesthetic, like the look and feel of, you know, for me, obviously it was not only the brand, it was also the website, but what would be the benefits to a business? business owner to go away and invest in that at this point in their business? Yeah, I mean, there's so many benefits. A rebrand has the potential, obviously, to make you more money, attract higher ticket clients. It can save you time. It can help you sort of retain staff or attract staff. But like I said before, a big thing for me is just that feeling of falling back in love with your brand and being really proud to share your business. If you're someone who's a bit hesitant about putting yourself out there, that can really sort of take the fear out of that if you're really proud of your brand. And if it's backed by brand strategy, even better, that can give you sort of a real compass to help guide you in all sorts of business decisions. So like I said before, we just talked about it can also be used to change the type of clients you attract or talk more directly to your dream clients and also even inspire them to action. So then when they're taking action, you know, they're visiting a well-designed website with a solid brand that builds trust and that can mean they're more likely to convert or to purchase your products. And another common thing is, you know, business owners who spend a lot of time in Canva, 
designing every post differently with different fonts, you know. So if that's you, then having a bit of a style guide and a brand strategy makes those decisions easier and saves you time. Also makes it easier for you to grow because you can hand that brand over to a staff member and feel confident that the direction is solid and all the details are there for them to follow. So that'll free you up to do other stuff. So yeah, good rebrand should, you know, last years until you outgrow it. So it's a big investment, but it's a long-term investment. So it's definitely worth it. Yeah. There's so many things that you said there that definitely resonated with me. I think for me as well, it was that it just wasn't cohesive across the different elements. I have obviously the podcast, I have the website, I have my socials, and I felt like there wasn't really a link between all of them. And so going through this process has really enabled just that total up level, all kind of speaking off that same hymn sheet. And what I really loved about what you said is being able to have that style guide and be able to hand that over to somebody else. Because in this stage of business, it's so important that business owners do have support team around them so that they're not doing all of the things. But if you don't have that style guide, then really you're just crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. And (laughs) that's where I think that, you know, going through this process really does enable you to be able to do that. And then one of the other things that really resonated with me is that pride. I think being able to know that, again, coming back to the cohesiveness, but if someone's going to come on and listen to the podcast and then they're going to go to socials and then they're going to come into the website, it's something that I know is all going to match together and I will be proud for anybody to come onto the website now and know that it really does speak to my brand. So I think that's also been really important for me. Yeah, like you mentioned the podcast, I think that is another common reason why people invest in a rebrand as if they're adding like another product to their suite or they've got a series of products or offerings that they have that they need to tie together. That can often be a case where things start to feel less cohesive. So yeah, that's often a good reason to rebrand. I've stacked very, very slowly. I haven't wanted to, you know, make a lot of changes in a very short period of time, but other people might. But then as you start to introduce new elements to your business, be it a new landing page or a podcast page or whatever that might be on the website or offers out to your audience, you want to make sure that there is that link. And I know for me with the Academy, even though the Academy has slightly different colored branding, you were able to then link that back and make sure that that did tie back to the rest of the website, that it didn't look like a completely foreign object, so to speak, on the website. Yeah, having that kind of brand architecture where there's an overarching brand that can then sort of apply to different elements in different ways makes it really easy to be cohesive. Yes. And I think that's the thing that unless you come from that design background or even that understanding the brand strategy, it's very hard to do that from a DIY perspective. Like I think I'm fairly good at putting things together, but I still didn't get it right. I, I really needed to invest at this point in making sure. And I love that the way that you phrase that, that brand architecture, that is something that I just didn't have the skill set for. Mm, Well, something that people might just not consider if they don't know it's sort of an important part of it. So, yeah, it's easy to just do things intuitively. And you'd done such a great job with your branding, like a lot of it was already there. So it was just a matter of refining it from that point. Yeah. And I I think the words that I used to you was very much about elevation. It was maturing the brand. It really had evolved over the past few years, but the aesthetic of my brand, even though I understood the sort of messaging behind my brand, I know all about who my ideal client is and the work that I do and the brand story, but the aesthetic had most definitely not caught up until we had undergone this process together. 
Yeah, definitely. I think that's why, yeah, working on your brand was a little bit different because you already had like such a solid sense of, you know, your brand direction and your target audience. And we didn't have to dive too deep into that strategy at the start, which we often do. So yeah, it made, made the process very easy for me. <laughs> All right. So I know that my process might be slightly different to others, but maybe what might be helpful for our boss who's tuning in to today is for maybe for you to step me through or step us through what is your process when undertaking a brand refresh with you know a typical business owner who you're working with? We always start with a strategy questionnaire and then often we will run through that in a bit of a brand strategy session, which like I said, we didn't have to do with you because you had a lot of that knowledge, but you still did fill out that questionnaire. So how did you find that? Oh, I I really loved it. I think that for me, I love anything that's reflective and there's always opportunity to learn new things. Even if you think you know everything to do with your brand, there's always opportunity to learn new things. So I really enjoyed that process actually. It's very varied. Like some people know all the answers and then some people you'll really jump in and kind of guide them through it. So yeah, it's very different. It was, it was very funny for me, like reading your questionnaire, cause I related to so much of your description of your target market. So I think taking that and turning it into something visual was like quite easy for me. <laughs> yeah. I love that when you came back to me and said, Oh, I definitely relate to this person who you're speaking to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's just me. <laughs> Usually after that point, I'll go away and do a bit of a brand strategy and maybe a mood board. And then once everyone's on the same page with that, I'll go away and do some design concepts. So I think for you, we did two that were quite similar in tone because we already had a strong direction. And then once you've chosen one, I roll it out from there to all the collateral and stuff that you need. Then at the end, I always supply all the logo files and the assets with a style guide for how to use them. So how did you find like implementing and using that brand once I'd handed it over? Yeah, well, I actually started rolling it out before I officially launched it because obviously we're still working on the website in the background, but I found it so much easier. I think the first time I used it, I, I used it for a post for LinkedIn actually. And it just felt so nice. Like I loved the fonts that you landed on and I really just loved the colors, even though there was, it wasn't a massive jump to the left, but it was a really nice, like the, the color, the Pantones that you picked were spot on for me. And so being able to know, I okay, this is what it is. This is the framework in which I needed to build the asset for. And it just made it that much easier. And what you were saying before really resonated with me is, you know, pulling together different things. And it didn't really have that same look and feel on my LinkedIn or Instagram. And it wasn't that I wasn't willing to use what I already had, but I just felt like it wasn't right. And I think that when I had that document that you had sent me, I had all my fonts uploaded into Canva. I knew exactly what I needed to pull from it just took away the overwhelm of what do I do here? What do I post? What does the visual look like for this? So I loved it. I loved being, I love still having that document to be able to reflect on. Oh, that's great. Yeah. that That's what I mean about how it can really save you time. And a common add-on that people often get is like getting all those assets uploaded to their Canva with a set of like templates, which can really make it really easy for people. Like I try and make the whole thing very user-friendly and not too overwhelming. Like I know some people that hand over, you know, hundreds of logos and brand assets. And I've had people come to me and say that can actually be a bit too overwhelming. So I try and keep it really user-friendly and easy to use. Yeah, I love that. And I think the thing is, is that 
you know, I imagine your target audience is is busy business owners like me. We're not full time, you know, designers. We're not only, do, you know, we're not only writing social media posts and doing all of that. We're actually running our business. So I'm a huge advocate of making anything in our business as simple as possible. And I think that that's also why all of this resonated with me because from the beginning to the end, the whole process with you was so simple. You really nailed every element of it. And that just meant that I didn't have to do so much thinking throughout the process. You know, it's a process I've been through a lot of times now over the last five years. So we've been refining it and trying to keep it. Yeah all flows very well. Yeah. And you can see that I can always tell, you know, working with a business owner who has their clear proprietary process down pat. And I certainly felt that while I was in your ecosystem. So then you hand over all the assets. Is there anything else that happens beyond that? Well, for you, then we moved on to the website after that. So that, again, we started from a really great place. Like you'd already put a lot of work into like the structure and the content of your website. So it was mostly just applying the design and like we made a few structural changes, like we found a sort of a better way to do the podcast that was hopefully going to be easier for you to use. So how did you find the website process? Oh, yes. So I have a Wix website and moving to the dynamic pages for the website was so game changing for me because one of the bugbearers that I had with the website was the podcast page because clearly it was something that I had to update regularly. And this just shifts everything around perfectly. It's easy for Bambi, the production company of the podcast, to go in and do their bits. And then I really am so much more hands off with the podcast page. So that's alleviated pressure for me. So no, I loved that you came to me with that. And then there was a few little things, nuances that we had to resolve along the way. And you were able to support me through that in terms of some SEO pieces that I was concerned about. But yeah, I think that for me, coming back to what we were talking about before, the way that the flow of the website, the fact that it was cohesive, tying in the podcast with the academy, with obviously my two private coaching offers were fantastic. But I really loved the space and the simplicity and the ease of the website and the way that you were able to take that brand refresh and apply it to the website. And with full transparency, even though I built the website initially, I don't think that even with the brand style guide, I had the ability to be able to translate that online in the way that you were able to for me. I mean, Wix is kind of great in that it's really flexible, but that can also make it quite difficult to use because you can do anything on any page. So (laughs) yeah, it's often good to have a designer keep it really consistent or you can get quite carried away. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And I think that this is the thing. Sometimes we think that, you know, well, I've done it before and it wasn't that hard. But actually at this point in the business for me, it was like, no, this does not make sense for me to do this. I'm going through this whole process of, you know, refreshing the brand, elevating the brand aesthetically, then for me to go in and do the website or apply it to the website. I know without a doubt I couldn't have done it. And the thing is, is that it's not, it's not even just the layout of the pages. It was just, it was the little, like, uh, uh, what do they call it? Like the the graphics, You, you just change some of the graphics and they were just the perfect change that I just wouldn't have done. It just wouldn't have been, it, you You just knew how to marry the brand style guide back into how that fits on the page for the website as well. Yeah, like little custom icons and stuff is something that is often quite beneficial to sort of differentiate your brand. 
so yeah, that's something a designer can definitely add into your website. And this is what I think was really special about working with you. Like often they, there's not this process of being able to work with the one person from woe to go. And so for me, knowing that I could just hand it over once, and obviously we had a lot of interaction throughout the process, of course, but knowing that you understood everything from the top all the way through to execution was really important for me from an ease perspective. But also by the time we got to the website you deeply understood my brand in a way that I think that if you'd come in and just done the website and use the style guide that may not have translated in the same way. Yeah I think it is nice to be able to keep it all in that ecosystem I mean we do both like I often do hand over the brand to a web developer at that point as well but then they'll often be like a bit of a homepage style and the style guide to support them but definitely I find if I'm doing it it does have a little bit more of that brand feel. I think people are often tempted to stray a little bit and put their own mark on it, which is fine. But um, yeah, it does help to keep it all <laughs> all together. Yeah. I think if I'd done that, I would have done it a disservice, to be completely honest, if I'd done, you know, straight and done that. You just, you really nailed the whole aspect. So what sort of brands do you normally work with, Sylvie? I mean, we work with, yeah, probably, like you said, a lot of small business owners in that kind of similar phase, like that messy middle phase. We work with a lot of brands that sort of do good. Like I love to work with like e-commerce brands with like a clever product, that as well, um, and service-based businesses and a lot of businesses like that. Yeah, it's very varied. Yep. So there's not one type of business owner or business type that you work with really. It's just a, an array of small businesses. But particularly, I know you do enjoy to work with those do-good businesses as well. Yeah, I do. And they're probably sort of where we thrive the most. But um, I think like I haven't narrowed it down to specifically that because I think every business can kind of implement ways to do their business better. So that's why we enjoy working with all sorts of different business owners. And we, we work with like small and larger businesses, like it's quite a range. So Yeah, okay. And so is there any other final things that you would mention to our boss who's listening today that, you know, might be on the fence about whether or not they want to do a brand refresh? Is there anything else you'd like to mention to them? Yeah, like I said before, if you're not feeling aligned with your branding, that is often a good place to have a look at whether you might need a brand refresh and you can always reach out to a brand designer and they will happily chat to you and advise you sort of what elements of your brand like I think you mentioned you know we kept your logo like what elements of your brand are working and what elements we think we need to revise and whether that would be a good point for you to do it. What I would say is that going through a brand refresh at this point gives you such an opportunity to leapfrog again. So you might already be playing in that space that you're moving the brand into, but then it really just gives you that confidence to even go bigger or bolder or make more impact or any of those sorts of things in your business. So I really do think that this process opens the door to whatever's next in your business. And it's a hundred percent worth the investment in my own personal experience. Great. Yeah. Like you said, it's either bringing your business up to meet you where you are, if your business has grown and evolved, or getting you to that next stage where you want to be. The branding can either come first or kind of catch up to meet you, but both are definitely worth doing. Yeah, absolutely. So Sylvie, for our listener who is keen to learn more about you, where can we find you online? 
You can find me on Instagram at Foster Creative Co. And that's all one word. And that has all the links to, you know, my website and other socials on there. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sylvie, for joining us today. I really appreciate you sharing not only my experience, but also, you know, how you can really help our business owner in the messy middle to elevate their brand. Thanks for having me. It was such a fun project to work on your branding and I I love how it turned out. So yeah, thanks for chatting about it today. (laughs) Thanks, Sylvie. And to you, boss, thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation. My hope for this conversation for you is that it's given you a little bit of an overview as to what this process might look like and also given you some inspiration or food for thought when it comes to your own brand and visuals. If you'd like to learn more about Sylvie, head down into the show notes, click the link, follow her on socials, check out her website and all the things. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please feel free to share it out on your socials. Or if you've got a business friend in mind who you think could benefit from tuning in, please share the direct link with them. Thank you again for tuning in and I look forward to chatting with you next week.